Well, that's Acrolith and Coming Home. You're listening to Like Flint Radio. I'm your host, GK. You can find us on the web at www.likeflintradio.com. You can email me at gk at likeflintradio.com. That's all lowercase, gk at likeflintradio.com. With me, I have a couple of guys out of Acrolith, uh, and we're going to be talking to them about that song and their new album, so I'd like to welcome to the show for the first time, Brian and Andrew from Acrolith. G'day, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you both on. Uh, I've been waiting to do this for a while. Um, Brian held back a lot of their song and the albums from me. Um, he drip fed me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I tell you, it was, a, it was a terrible tease the whole time. But at last <laughs> we've got there and uh, I've had a chance to listen to the whole album and uh, we want to talk about that. Right now, so guys, um, 
I, I guess the first question I've got, and um, I'll, I'll throw to you first, Andrew, if you don't mind. Um, I don't mind. From your point of view, um, how did Acrolith, the band, come together? What's the background to Acrolith? Well, Brian and I have been musical acquaintances and friends for many years, mm-hmm. and uh, we were in bands uh, together years ago. Um, and Brian actually decided, well, we, we've talked about doing stuff together all through the years. Um, actually making it happen is different from talking about it. So we finally got our collective wills together. And this time around, we got it to actually happen. So that's kind of a, in a nutshell. If I might jump in real quick, I was just going to add to that and say that um, we were doing a uh, small group um, like a Bible study, basically. Um, we were just, you know, going through a lot of C.S. Lewis uh, uh, pieces of literature as a group, and we were assessing those through a biblical lens. And so that sort of that sort of like relaunched our um, our hanging out together because for a period of years there we did separate things. Right. And uh, so um, once we kind of got in the group together, we started talking naturally about music because that's what we always go to, you know, that's our common, well, besides Christ, that's our uh, secondary common, um, you know, factor. So we started, you know, kicking around the idea. Once we got back into the group together, we started kicking around the idea of working on a music project together since we had worked on a few in the past. So Coming to the album itself because actually, um, that's actually the fruit of your labors. Um, what's the background to the album itself? Uh, who wrote the songs? Where did the lyrics come from? I mean, besides the cover, you do a, a great Al Stewart cover. Uh, besides the cover, where did the songs come from? The influence and, um, and then, and then tell me about the recording process, but let's start about the writing because you've got to write before you record. Well, Brian, except for Life in Dark Water, Brian and I, um, wrote all the material for the album, the lyrics and the music. Some of it is us collaborating together. Some of it is us writing separately and then bringing stuff to the band, uh, and presenting it. And we, um, we made a demo of our initial material at first and then kind of developed those demo songs from there. From my perspective, um, what, what the way that it sort of worked out was that Andrew had put some songs up online. Um, I forget, what was the name of that? Was it MySpace or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was on my MySpace page. Yeah, he had a song up there, and uh, I hadn't heard him play anything uh, in a while. And I also hadn't, I don't think I'd ever heard him do any of his originals because uh, we were in the bands that we worked in previously, it was all covers. So, um, I heard one of the songs that he did and I was like, wow, that's really good. So, uh, and I was like, you know, Andrew's gotten better over the years since I hadn't heard anything from him. And, uh, so after hearing that, it sort of inspired me to work on something with him, him again. And then, um, so I had already had some material. I mean, some of the songs like, um, riffs from uncharted, the two main riffs in uncharted, I actually wrote those, uh, probably around 1994 wow. and I just had them laying around in my repository of riffs to just possibly use one day. And, uh, I, I knew that they wouldn't fit just anywhere. So I couldn't use them in the projects that I had done in, in between. 
But once I knew we were going to work on something that was a little more progressive rock based, um, I knew that I could squeeze them in here. And, um, and so, you know, as far as the recording process goes, um, it should have taken a lot less time than it did. But, um, my brother-in-law owns a, owns and operates a recording studio that's a top-notch professional level recording studio. So, um, I went to him and we knew that we would at least have to capture the drums there, um, in order to get, you know, good fidelity. Um, so we went to, to him to get the drums recorded. And then I thought in order to save money that I would record the rest of the guitars and vocals and everything here. And that was a mistake. First of first off, just because the, it took so much more time because when I was working on all the, those parts, I didn't, I wasn't actually on the clock. I wasn't paying and paying someone a decent amount of money per hour to record you actually will light a fire under you to get you moving on things. So we dragged our feet for a, well, I should say I dragged my feet for a long time. And Andrew and I went through many incarnations of songs. We, we would re-record until we felt like we had it right. So it, we really took our time, even though it may not be apparent on the, on the, in the final product, but um, we really took a lot of time and I think we just didn't, we didn't settle until we thought that things were just the way we wanted them. Like we made a lot of changes to a lot of the songs and there was another member at the time who was um, going to be working with us. He, I guess he was in a sense working with us as uh, he functioned as the bass player, but then mid mid stream, he got involved in another band that's getting really popular. So he sort of dipped out and, uh, and I just handled the bass on the recording instead of having him bothering him with it when he's already busy with something else. So, right, and and you guys are a three piece at the moment, is that right? Like uh, guitars, and uh, you have a drummer as well, is that right? Correct. Yeah, uh, the drummer Patrick is uh, Andrew's nephew. Okay, cool. I wanted to say because he's not here, but um, I don't know if I em- emphasized it enough uh, or at all, Brian. But um, I think he sounds like a very handy drummer. Uh, I was saying to Cliff, um, you've got to have a decent drummer to drive a band. And, um, like, you know, the, the band that I was in, Brian, I've told you a little bit about that. Um, mm-hmm. probably, probably the best musicians we had in that band were our drummers. I mean, if it wasn't for the drummers behind it, we wouldn't have sounded any good. Like people make, uh, all the bad jokes about drummers, but, uh, <laughs> they, you know, those drummers that we had in our band probably, you know, saved us more than, <clears throat> than anything else at the time. So, you do have a very handy drummer. Um, can I just offer my my review of your album? Um, and I'll just repeat here. We're talking to the guys from Acrolith about their new CD called Uncharted. Um, uh, in my opinion, and this is only my opinion, um, I, I've listened to a lot of music over the years. I've been into music since, you know, I was a kid. Uh, I've was in a band for a few years, uh, and always had an interest and a love of music. And so really that's, that's really the only background I come from. So this is just personal opinion. But what, what you've got here is, uh, a very modern, up to date, progressive rock sound. And very broadly speaking, um, it's, it's, it's kind of refreshing because most of the music that's produced today, now this is broadly speaking because uh, I don't want to get any you know nasty emails, but every <laughs> single song on the albums these days sound the same as the one you've just listened to it, so it gets a bit boring. But mm-hmm. you guys have really uh, avoided that and gone down the road of um, 
in form and in structure, but not in sound, let's talk about a band like, say, Queen. The mid-70s, okay. you've got A Night at the Opera and A Day at the Races. You listen to those albums, you'll have a, a couple of rock songs, you'll have a couple of nice, you'll have a couple of really nice ballads, and um, you will have uh, a progressive stuff, lots of segues in the songs, you know, wonderful harmonies. Um, Queen, typical, something whimsical. You guys do whimsical in a very, very positive way because whimsical can also be a bit negative connotation. You know, sure. like that song Anne-Marie's very whimsical feel yeah. to it in a, in a um, positive way. Queen, when like Queen and like a night at the opera and a day at the races, when you hear the voices, you hear the harmonies and you hear that guitar, you know who you're listening to. So like right. on your guys with your guys' sound, yeah, okay, this is Acrolyph, this is Brian's voice, this is their guitar sound, but actually you don't know what you're going to get in the next song. And if you want to make some comparisons, I actually don't really like making comparisons because this is fresh, this is new. You could put it in the progressive rock category if you like, but this is progressive rock 2015. Even right. Though, even though, Brian, you've just said you've got a couple of riffs there from 1994. Uh, yep. <laughs> I think 1990s. Did you say 94? 94, yeah. There you go. But um, even though you have, you know, even though we say that, it's it's it is very you know powerful, fresh, new, progressive rock. But if you want some comparisons, if you're listening to this, saying, "Well, tell me who they sound like." Well, my first thought when I first listened to it, they sound like a hundred bands. But I was thinking, oh, they sound a bit like Yes. They sound a bit like Wishbone Ash, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sound a bit like you know the Canadian uh, rock outfit Triumph. We were I absolutely loved back in the day. I shouldn't say that because I actually still love those guys. Um, <laughs> but, but triumph, but more modern, you know, you've got your own yeah. stamp on it. Um, so that would be my review. Sorry, it's a bit disjointed, but I'm thinking as I'm talking, I'm just trying to, how do I put this into words? What I feel. So does that sound okay? It does. Thank you for the positive uh, feedback. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I mean, those are those three bands that you mentioned there. Well, four, if you count queen, I mean, those four bands definitely had an influence. Oh, well, you mentioned yeah, yeah, you mentioned yes, Queen, yes, yeah. Wishbone Ash, and uh, and Triumph. I mean, I, I, I would say that that's really the arena that we traffic in as far as our personal tastes. Um, right. I mean, we draw from everywhere. Andrew has a more classical um, has a more classical uh, lean than I do. I guess he's probably goes deeper into classical, and then you know. But we, we touch on different spheres of, of influence. We have def, definite common ground and where the things that you mentioned would be, 
in that realm of common ground. We, um, um, I was going to say that, uh, as far as, uh, the time or the, the time stamp on the riffs, if you would, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. I mean, my riffs from 1994 didn't surface on any of my projects until now, just because I felt like they, they weren't going to fit in any of the other cookie cutter bands that I did. This was going to be the band that we're, and we even, we even verbally said this to each other. We said, let's make sure we throw everything we can on this album right now so that any subsequent projects that we do, people aren't going to say, well, what are they doing now? All of a sudden they're using acoustics or the, you know, now they're breaking the mold that they set. We wanted to set a mold that was fluid so that we could re re tap into that, um, the sort of no boundary type sound. And, uh, so in the next album, if we want to do some jazz, something that's got a jazz feel to it, then we can, we can do that without, you know, sort of upsetting the apple cart that we already put out there. If that makes sense. Right. No, no, I'm with you. I'm on it. Um, and well, like I, like I said, I don't really like making comparisons because, um, you guys do have your own thing. It's your own thing. But um, people are going to say, at the end of the day, they're going to say, well, just give me an example. So they were my examples. But I've got to be honest with you, my very first thought was yes. And we'll just leave it at that. Oh, just one one more thing, though, before we do move on. My only criticism, Brian, and um, mm-hmm. I know you're going to actually expect this one, because uh, you and I have talked about this more than... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're laughing. You already know. My, <laughs> my only criticism is that um, I, I want more uh, solos and I want them to last longer. And, um, some of those outro solos on some of those songs, I just want them to go, you know, instead of being, say, three or four minutes, I'd really like to hear seven, eight, nine, ten. But I guess because I'm kind of used to, um, I love, I love long outros that just go on and on with the, you know, you got the rhythm and the melody happening there, but you got that solo that just fires whole, whole time. And the other thing is, um, if you could do me a favor on the next one, Brian, um, hit some of those lower notes for me. I love those lower tones, but, um, <laughs> okay. but <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Um, listen, <laughs> what, what we might do now is we might break now and we'll play one of the songs. Um, we've played going home, but I want to play, uh, uncharted and then, which is the, uh, the, uh, title of the album and the final tune on the album. Let's play that and we'll come back and we'll talk about a couple of songs specifically. So here's Acrolith. Okay. And uncharted. We sailed away into the deep dark waters, self sought astray, like lambs led to the slaughter, twisted inside in coils that serve ourselves, unbending pride. Constructing walls we Our vessels tossed and broken 
Alrighty, okay, so um, I want to talk about a couple of specific songs because I want to talk about the lyrics. Brian, you know, you and I have talked before, I'm a lyrics kind of guy. Um, yeah. Uh, if the song's got good lyrics and they're meaningful, that kind of hooks me. Um, yep. Uh, can we talk about going home? First, um, in the liner notes, um, you, you talk about um, going home and um, the inspiration for it. Help me out here. Yeah, I was going to say um, I put that I, I sort of dedicated the inspiration to yes. a, a co-worker. Let me just read a couple of the lyrics so people will get. Okay, yep. The, the lyrics are awesome, um, and I, I get them, and I think a lot of believers will get them. <clears throat> By the way, you don't have to be a believer to enjoy the song. That's not what I'm saying, but because I am a lyrics person, I get them. I've walked the straight and narrow in the night and I've stumbled on the wide road in the broad daylight and I've felt the poison arrows and knives stuck in my back and I've drank the cleansing water giving me just what I lack. Doesn't that sound like all of us and the human condition? Yeah, and um, a few things about this song. Well, Andrew, why don't you bring up the the duality? Oh, yeah. Well, um, one of the things that I've um, been listening for uh, in the songs is a dualism. I guess it's philosophical dualism. Right. That you've got one life here, but you've, you're walking the broad and the dark. So you've got kind of two things that are definitely distinct, but you have to deal with both of them at the same time. Spot on. Andrew, in the next verse, it says, I've done my best to stoke the fiery flank, hang on, blah, blah, blah. I have done my, <laughs> I have done my best to stoke the fiery flames of hell, just to turn my gaze toward glory where I wish to dwell. So that's spot on. Absolutely, those lyrics are very well done uh, yeah. by Brian, by the way. Right. Well, thank you. I um. Tell me. Tell okay. Me where well. It comes from. Okay. So well, uh, this is kind of a funny story, but it it ends well. So, um. <laughs> I'm at work. There's a guy that I work with and we sort of, uh, rib each other all day long, tease each other and things like that. And he's a big country fan, country music fan. And, um, so not the band big country, <laughs> but, uh, so sorry, that's an inside music joke, I guess. Yep. But anyway, so, um, he, uh, we always tease each other about, about whatever we can find to tease each other about. And I always pick on the fact that he likes country and I overinflate the idea of that he likes it. So, right. Um, I'm always singing little ditties to him that I make up that sound r- real country, you know, twangy. I'll just make up a little line or a verse here and there and, and, uh, sing it to him and, uh, in a pejorative sort of way. But, um, uh, but it's all in fun. But then we, um, so, uh, the one day I came up with a, a little line and I was like, you know, I'm sorry, but you can't be as cool as Todd. And because his name's Todd. So then I was like, you know what, that's actually pretty good. And I was like, if I work off that as a chorus line, maybe I can, you know, flesh it out into a song. So all of a sudden, right there at work, I, I sort of just stopped what I was doing and, and all these lyrics just started to flood into my mind. And I mean, I really honestly wrote that entire song in, in like probably a span of 15 minutes and it all just the lyrics and everything just flowed out of me and I started to sing all the parts into my phone. And, and so I had them all there. You know, when I got home, I sort of hurried up and plugged in all my recording equipment and tried to demo it out. But that song actually almost didn't make it for us as Acrolith because it sounded so 
so southerny or whatever you want to call it, twangy. That's what I that love. I, I had told Andrew, I said, I don't think we should use it. And he was for it. I was against it. And I, I said that I wanted to use it in another project that I do that's got a little more of a southern feel to it. And uh, he, he pretty much insisted that we use it. So, yeah, it, it stuck. But Yes, to my credit, I, I can uh, say <laughs> that I encouraged Brian to uh, get this uh, on the album. Well, I, well I, it was that, I mean, I, I recognized it instantly as a really good song. So I said... You know, when, when when you see those as a writer, you're like, well, you know, we'll take that one <laughs> right. if and, you don't mind. <laughs> right. And he, he made a comparison. He said, because I said, well, it sounds a little too Southern or twangy. And he, I think you said something like, well, most progressive rock bands have a song that's got a little bit of a flavor like that to it. So then I started to think and I was like, well, Emerson, Lake and Palmer has the mm-hmm. one song. Uh, what's the name of that one on? Can't on, on trilogy, but um, anyway, then I started to think of like Steve Howe and Yes, and I'm like, well, his guitar inherently has a twang to it anyway, even though I would never call them anything close to southerny or, hmm. or or country. But and I was like, okay, well, I guess it does fit. And to be honest, I'm glad we did anyway because, like I said before, with the sort of blurred lines of our boundaries, like we can. The next album, we can if we tent, want to do something that sort of follows up. Which, by the way, I have a follow-up song that would that'll sort of mirror that song um, in style, anyway. So, in the next album, you'll hear a sort of going home part two, which that won't be the name of it, but um, there'll be another song like that on our next album. So, um, in general, the lyrics on the album, there's I don't know if people will pick up on this or not, but there's a theme, an overall theme. Well, there are several themes that run together for an overarching theme, but um, I wanted to, for us to do something. And when we set out from the get go, like our very first practice, I I made it clear and we all agreed that whatever we were going to do, however it turned out, we were going to do it as sort of uh, an act of worship. So, so we wanted this to, to be, be something that glorifies God. And, um, since we're all, we're all Christians and um, I wanted the music to be something that we could do that was that other Christians could listen to as well and feel some edification or, you know, enjoy it. And then that non-believers could listen to and maybe pick up on that, that meta narrative that's in there. But um, the lyrics um, have a sort of uh, like Andrew said, a dualistic, type feel to it but also it's a journey from the old self to the new self or from the you know the flesh to the um, spiritual or there's a so you go kind of go through i kind of try we kind of try to take you the listener on a ride from who you used to be in the dark times and then into this hopeful new future that we all have Guys, uh, I sent you a, a snippet of uh, a review that I got my co-host Cliff Garner to do. I'm going to uh, play that right now. It's uh, about 10 minutes. Now, to set this up properly, just so everyone knows, <clears throat> I sent Cliff a couple of your songs, but I didn't tell him who it was. I just wanted to get a a, a review um, 
uh, from someone who knows a bit about music, but um, who didn't know who you were or who it was. Um, so it was one of those, you know, surprise, um, you know, <laughs> have yeah. a listen to this and then talk to me about it. And Cliff was very gracious and did that. So just so people know, he only listened to about two and a half songs. So, but let's play that now. It's about 10 minutes. This is uh, my discussion with Cliff about, uh, let's say two and a half of your songs. Hey, so Cliff, I sent you a couple of songs. Uh, I left the artist's name off them because I just wanted to get your opinion. Weren't they both them? That was both them. Yeah, it's pretty good, wasn't oh, okay. it? I was going to say because that first one, uh, that that's a lot lighter sounding. Yes, going home is that one's called going home. I, I like the guitar work. It, 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 it made me think of the outfield in, in parts. Yeah. It wasn't what you expect, you know. You you were pointing out it had kind of a country twang, and it's like, yeah, it does. And uh, yeah, but but just that tinge to it. But then the vocal's very modern, wouldn't you say? The vocal is. Oh yeah, yeah. He his voice uh, wasn't country at all. No. I mean, it uh, it it was. He, he made me think of the outfield when he was hitting the higher notes, but when he was on the lower notes, there's somebody else, in, and 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 for the life of me, I can't think of who it was. It yeah. sounded a lot like that. Yeah, so tell us a bit about the outfield, Cliff, because they they didn't make it here to Australia at all. I had to look them up. They were a prog band, right? And, okay, uh, they're a very good one too. Uh, and they had they had a couple big hits. Uh, uh, there was a song they did, a uh, Josie, right? And, and and he sings really high on that. And, yeah. And the, but the harmonies and the, and and he he's got a great range. You know, the the the, the main singer does. And, right. Uh, and, and and so I, I, when I heard him hitting the higher notes, I, it made me think of him, but, it, but not so much with the lower ones. The lower ones, he reminded me of somebody else. That, that Really, that other person really, who I'm, I'm not putting a finger to, uh, yeah. really is the one I was trying to think of. And and, and, it, and they had that kind of a almost funk. Because really, when you think about funk, it, it's actually a country country jazz right you know right and uh and, and and it had that kind of a kind of almost a funk feel to it you know there there was a uh the, the guitar work is uh really really quite tasty yeah i i like i like the solos in that one because if you listen closely yeah. on on headphones um mm-hmm. he's got dual tracks going there and then sure. and then he comes back to the single guitar sound uh, right. and it goes on and, and, um, and I really enjoyed it. Like it's a sort of, um, solo that he was doing. I love them solos. I just sort of with that backing, you know, with the rhythm in the background, right. that's the sort of one I want to go on forever. But, um, you know, look, I, I knew that would surprise you that song because that one stands out, um, from the rest of the album. And I'm, but the other one, the other one called Uncharted. What did you think of that? Like I think you would have probably enjoyed that more. That, that one I recognized who it was. Right. Okay. The first one I was the first one I only yeah, kind of get. Yeah. It's like, okay, you got two guys, they both sing. Yeah. You got a drummer that really, I really don't hear much from him. Yeah. But or at least I haven't heard much from. Him. Well, well, that first song uh, there was quite a bit in there. Yeah. Uh, but but that but that second one, you know, the drum hung, hangs back and they they go with the acoustic and yes. they come in electric. And yeah. It was making me think of uh, a, a lot of this Renaissance music uh, that I've listened to over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the uh, particular way that they they play the guitar. Yeah. And uh, and so you know, I, I was thinking, you know, Blackmore's uh, Night or whatever it's called. Yes. And, uh, and uh, things like that. But but you know, and, and the vocals are. He, he sings. He sings a lot like Priest, uh, and 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 I love that. So you mean Halford and a Judas Priest? Yeah, he's got he's got yeah. he's got a 
Halford kind of tone. Although, you know, I mean, you, you could tell it's not Halford. You know, I mean, he, no, he's got right. the big voice with the, the great vibrato, you know, and, uh, and uh, really good control, you know, which I, I, I love that because I used to do that a lot. I still do once in a while, I think. Uh, I, but but I, when I sing with the with the choir, you know, that's that's how I sound, you know, and and it's cool. <laughs> Cliff, I'm glad you're commenting on the vocal because I know you're a vocalist, and um, I can't sing I can't sing a note, so I'm really glad to hear you um, commenting on that. But no, no, the other song was the other guy, right? No, this is both Brian Day uh, is the lead singer. It's both from Acrolith, yeah, yeah. He projects one way when he wants to do that, and he projects another way, which is what I do. Yeah, you know, I mean, it depends on what I'm wanting to do. Yeah, yeah. Now, with that, with that song, mm-hmm. Uncharted, um, what do you think? Um, like, you're, I know that you're tempted to say sort of a mix of Judas Priest and Steel Ice Band, so a bit of folk and a bit of heavy, heavy duty. That's uh, that's that's kind of where I was thinking, but you know, I, I, I really, uh, as far as the feel went. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, because the, you can hear the the musical imagery, you know, it's, it's uh, very nautical. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking more of a uh, the way that uh, it, it, as far as feel went, and and, right. and and because the songs are completely different, but but I was thinking more in terms of uh, of Iron Maiden's uh, "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner." Yeah. you know, the yeah. vocals, the vocals. Well, the vocals bring that out. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, okay. And, and 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 you know the the, the interplay of the guitars kind of kind of made me think of sea sea uh, crashing and things like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, see, that's one of the things about metal was that it was always very good at uh, providing a, 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 the imagery that classical could. Right, and and this is what I like about pro- progressive rock, in which I think um, you know Brian has that background. I think that's his. You know, his, mm-hmm. uh, the genre that he likes. And if you heard some of the other songs, like I, I gave you two very different songs. I did that on purpose, right? Yeah, they are. Because I, right. I didn't want you to know who it was. I just said, hey, give me your opinion. Um, you know, when you hear the rest of the album, um, uh, there's a number of songs on there that you would say mm-hmm. that's right out of the progressive rock copybook. Sure. Um, apart, apart from his vocals, Cliff, I'm, I'm saying his vocals are very modern, uh, and I really enjoy it. And that's mm-hmm. what tells you that this was recorded in 2015 is the vocals. Right. But, um, well, in, well, go on. Probably more than anything else. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'd, I'd say, yeah, I, I agree with that. I'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, they, they kind of deconstruct a lot of the rhythm. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that is a very, um, uh, I, I, I I hate to say a cliche, but more of a common uh, theme in uh, prog rock, right? And and they they would often do that. Yes. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I played in uh, bands. We did, you know, we'd do like uh, Uriah Heep and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. with the yeah. dramatic keyboards. Yep. And and uh, trying to think, uh, I've never done any. Yes, I had a friend that did. He he was really good at it. But we used to do some Emerson Lake and Palmer. Well, well, there's there's, there's parts of this album that I that, that remind me slightly of Yes. Now I know you haven't heard the whole album, so you can't comment. But it's funny you bring uh-huh. up Yes because I'm thinking, is it Yes? Like you know, some of it's hard to pin down, um, and that's why I threw that first one to you, that Coming Home one, because I couldn't pin it down. I, I I absolutely love the song, by the way, and I couldn't pin it down. But you know, I'm thinking Yes. 
I liked your pointing out the Judas Priest sort of vocal. Yeah, I got yeah, his too. Yeah. He definitely had that tang to it. The harmonies are really good too. I like that. I like the I like their voices. Yeah, they, they, they're yeah, really good. Yeah, and 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 the guitar work. Um, nearly every song, nearly every song's got that really good guitar soloing it. And, um, I've said it to Brian before and he'll understand. Mm-hmm. I, I really want more. <laughs> I want more <laughs> <Yeah>. of that. <laughs> well, 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 they, they don't seem to use much bass. And uh, I could hear, I could hear little traces of it. Yes. When, when, uh, when, yes. Uh, on that, that, uh, second song when, yes. when it kind Uncharted. of yeah, but when they when they actually stay with us with a more traditional sound structure, yeah, uh, I, I do notice it in there. But you know, I really didn't. It wasn't like it stood out or anything. Yeah, it, it, but it was it was there because you know you kind of you kind of really need that to keep the beat. Yeah. Now, and, now the drummer in the, in the sound, and and so when when I when I don't hear bass and drums, I kind of I kind of start focusing. It's like, okay, what are they doing here? Yes. And and in uh, that that uh, that other song that we used uh, on the uh, uh, you know on our program uh, that Vigilance. that one uh, you know it was like where's the drum where's the you know where's that you know and it's it's like the Steel Eye Span uh, c- c- uh, comparison comes in you know because right, right. uh, yeah they they actually did their first whole first album without a drummer. Oh, okay, all right, okay. So now, yeah. oh, now I see where you're going. Okay, well, what what I've got to tell you is I was going to say. They do have a pretty strong uh, drummer in the band. I, I, you just haven't heard enough. Um, because when I was going to talk to Brian, I was going to say, you've got a handy drummer there. Uh, because you need a drummer, you know, to drive the sound, um, uh, to drive the, the rhythm. rhythm and, uh, and, and the bass mm. uh, mediates between the drums and the rest of the band. Right, right, right. And no. That, that's, that's the heartbeat. No, right you'll, you'll you'll have to wait till you hear the rest of the album, and then you'll you'll see what I'm getting at. I, it's just that the, let's say the three songs you've heard, and and like Vigilance, you haven't heard the whole thing because um it it comes in very very strong, you know, towards the right. uh, midway there and and carries on. But but anyway, um I, I I'm just glad, glad I had the opportunity to um get your opinion on that because some of the um, stuff you were I was thinking you confirmed, but you also found a couple of things there that um. You know that I didn't. I didn't have so. Well, where are they uh, from anyway? Uh, they're they're Yanks, right? Yeah, from Cincinnati. Alrighty, so that's Cliff's review. Uh, and like I say, um, I have to reiterate. Um, to be fair, Cliff only heard two and a half songs, but I thought that was a pretty reasonable review. Did you think so, um, Andrew? Yeah, he was very. Um, he got very in depth with it more than I, you know, just for listening maybe one time. But yeah, he had a lot of good opinions. Thought it was very thoughtful, and um, I appreciated all the stuff that he said. Yeah, well, that's why I threw it to Cliff because Cliff Cliff is like that. If you ask him to look at something, he'll look at it. Um, he won't just do a cursory uh, glance. So that's also part. But I also knew he knew music, so that's why I asked him. But listen, um, I want to move on to some more to more personal stuff. Um, and Andrew, we'll, we'll go back to you again first. Um, Tell us a little bit about your faith and how, I guess the question I want to ask is, um, how has your faith influenced, you know, your music and your output in music? And Well, as far as music goes, um, I'm at the stage of my life where, um, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. So I want to focus more on things that matter. And my faith is 
is the thing that matters to me most at this point, despite all the distractions. So in, in my music, I want that. <clears throat> that's who I am. So, so writing, writing lyrics, for example, I want, I want to express that part of me because that's, that's where the best probably songwriting comes from. If you're trying to present some of yourself, right? not necessarily trying to copy someone else. So in my playing and in my in lyric writing, I try to present myself and maybe try to help someone with, I, I don't know if exactly witnessing, but they can see that I'm a Christian you know, and I don't, you know, you can, you can only go so far. I mean, you can't, evangelization is a it's there's no formula for it there's rocky ground there's the road there's good soil etc so you put the seed out there and let the lord take it from there and that's yeah i i, I would just wanted to say that lyrically when when i when i approached all of the songs that i was doing i had wanted to um I wanted to, same as Andrew, I wanted to express my beliefs, my faith, but, and I, I wanted to th- put some encouragement in there, a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, if, if anybody hears something that they would take as like sort of the dark side of the lyrics or the pessimism, it's more of a commentary on, um, that the, the lost aspect of us as humans. It's not it's not me being negative or whatever. It's just me reflecting on my lostness and my need for Christ. And um, with with the music overall, I wanted it to be something that I didn't want it to to be um, contrived that we were just not that I'm not saying that when people do worship music, quote unquote, that that's contrived. But I didn't want us to do just a happy, upbeat, major chord songs that were just, you know, straight up verses right out of the Bible. I wanted it to be, well, Andrew's used this term several times, high-minded. Like, I wanted this to be for thinking people, people who think about things and and really really dig into their thoughts and and emotions. And and I wanted the music to be that sort of high-minded thing um, for Christians and non-believers, for us to just look at ourselves and assess ourselves and then and hopefully come away with a better picture of who we are, where we're at and where we actually should be. So, yeah, I think that's an acknowledgement of um, that, that you guys understand that there's a lot more to music than um, having the skills to play and getting up and playing and entertaining people. <clears throat> and I think that's what appeals to me about this whole album. There is a lot more to it. It's a lot deeper than that. Um, don't get me wrong. I really enjoy it. I like, uh, there's some really heavy duty sound in this and that's what I like. But while I'm enjoying that heavy duty sound, I'm, I'm being, I'm being asked to ask questions about myself and where I am. So yeah. I appreciate that side of it, uh, and n- n- no end, if I can just say that. Um, hey, listen, um, I know this is a brand new album and I think it only launched this week, didn't it? Like it's kind of an unfair question, but I, I can't resist because Brian, you've already brought it up anyway. But, um, what's next? Is it okay to ask what's next? What have you got in mind? Is Acrolith, you know, working on something that we can hear in sometime in the future? Yeah. Um, Andrew's 
got some riffs and he's already <laughs> submitted those to Patrick and then, um, which Patrick's our drummer, by the way. Right. And then, um, and then I've got, I've, I've got like, I think six songs already fleshed out. And so I just need to get those to the band members, just everybody, everybody's got material. I think we just need to actually sit down and start practicing it, which hopefully we'll do soon. So you guys planning to play live? Um, we're trying to figure out the logistics of that right now because, you know, I don't want to, I, well, I think my, I should probably stick with playing guitar Mm -hmm. and it's difficult for me to sing and play some of those songs just because there's like a couple of odd time signatures and, um, and and just the singing part of it is enough of a challenge to get those notes because I'm at the top of my range with that stuff. And, and then, uh, the guitar is so involved on some of the songs that I don't, I'm not going to be able to do both at the same time. So we've been talking about possibly like incorporating other members somehow, right. Right. at least maybe even just maybe at least for live shows because yeah. we'll need a bass player mm-hmm. for sure. Cause I played all the bass on the album. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think I, I would definitely like to play live. I know Andrew would. Right. And we, Brian and I even talked about maybe just he and I could do, an acoustic set sometime, right. which is kind of more my down my alley. Okay. Cause I've got a more folky kind of <laughs> one or two person kind of deal going, but that's, this is all. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it works out though. Yeah. Okay. So guys, um, can you let our listeners know, um, where they can get your CD and where they can find you on the internet? Yeah. There's our website, which would be our official website is Acrolith. That's A-C-R-O-L-I-T-H, acrolith.net. And then if you click on the tab underneath, there's a, a head, header at the top and there's a um, spot that says sounds. If you click on sounds, it should take you to our Bandcamp page. Um, I'm planning on doing a lot of work on the acrolith.net website upcoming um, soon here. It's just been busy with all the um, administrative side of getting the CD out and, um, you can go directly to Bandcamp. I think it's bandcamp.com slash acrolith. But either way, if you search, uh, on Bandcamp for acrolith, we'll be the only one that pops up. And then, um, we have a Facebook page, which I don't know. If you just put in acrolith, it'll pop up. Uh, I don't know what the actual URL is. And so, um, even though our online presence is might be limited right now, it's just because trying to take care of getting all the recording aspects and uh, promotional aspects done. And um, I think I think that's probably the best way to hear us or find out anything about us. So, all right, guys, um, thanks for coming onto the show. Um, I'm gonna finish on. Um, I'm gonna play the full full with your permission, the full version of uh, Vigilance as we go out here. So. Thank you, Brian, and thank you, Andrew. Well, I I just want to say from us collectively as a band, thank you for uh, promoting us on your show. Thank you for taking the time to do this interview. And um, I look forward to hearing uh, whatever feedback you and uh, Cliff or any of your listeners might have. Um, Definitely like to hear, uh, you know, what people think about it. And it encourages us and also might help us in the future to, you know, you know, if we want to make a difference in a different way, it's nice to know how we're impacting people. So, oh, this this just in, Brian. Um, Thirty yes. emails have just arrived. They've said longer solos. 
And that's the kind of input that I need. See, now. And I was one of them. I'm just. <laughs> Close my eyes. 